When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I'm your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show who would absolutely stay the night if a heartbroken droid asked him to, Ryan Nelson. Justin, I'm starting to think Uncle Harlow is going to become like Norm's wife, Vera, on Cheers (laughs) and Maris Crane on Frasier, a character that gets talked about a lot that we never never see. see. Yeah, I think you may be right about that (laughs) because they keep talking about it, but we never see him. So Uh, if you've been listening to podcasts, we started back in January. Thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed as we talk about the 11th episode of Andor titled Daughter of Ferrix on Disney+. If you are new or a regular and would like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast and you can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a 3 5 10 or $20 level. When you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you can't be a patron, you can help the show out by writing us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating and if you have time, write us a review while you're there. If you do write us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on air next time we record. All right, we are talking about the 11th episode. Let's go back and talk a little bit about the 10th episode real quick um and let's just kind of get just general thoughts about both of them to start with so uh general thoughts about both episode 10 and 11 well i need to uh, address something real quick i listened to our last andor episode and you went on about never going to prison and i never said a word (laughs) <laughs> and I'm going to be honest, I sounded really guilty and uh, <laughs> like I was hiding something. And I just want to set the record straight. I have never been to prison. I I will be honest, I almost went once. <laughs> and it involved a late night at Waffle House in oh, my really? early 20s <laughs> that I was supposedly ber- permanently banned from oh, really? <laughs> because of an issue with sugar. Oh, okay. uh, that, uh, maybe I'll tell that story on patreon one time but yeah when i when i went back and listened i was like boy i bet everyone thinks this guy's been in jail a couple of times <laughs> just want to set the record straight on that uh but um man i thought last episode may have been the best one mm-hmm. uh episode 10 right uh the, the prison break uh only one way out yes right when that with it uh, man i was like i, I was, was fist pumping mm-hmm. yeah yeah and then uh luthan's uh speech to yes. the uh whew. yeah really good uh that was incredible this episode was really good too and they have done a good job of like doing a quick reset yeah they have and you know we're setting up because next week's the finale right yeah next week's the finale yeah you know we're setting up for a big finale and they like i said they're doing a good job of a quick reset before the finale and i feel like this episode did this again Although, man, they did, you mentioned it from the top, man, B2, mm-hmm. holy, who would have ever thought a droid would make you almost cry? I, I mean, if I was a little <laughs> sensitive, I probably would. It, well, if I'd have been in the right mood, I would have. Yeah, I know. Uh, mm-hmm. just, 
fault me on the right day that I wasn't emotional. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but that was really, really sad. Um, getting to see where Andor is, he's moving closer to where he is in Rogue One. And it's just so interesting to watch. And I'm going to tell you, man, these last two episodes, Stellan Skarsgård is like, why did y'all bring me in the show? I need something to do. Right. And boy, has he done it. I mean, yeah, he, he has. has killed it. And this is, I please don't kill him off until the second season, please. <laughs> yeah, I'll please be interested how that goes. I'll be interested yeah. how that goes. I don't know if they're going to kill him off before the I, I, I don't believe he's going to make it uh, I don't think so through the end of episode, season two, but I'll be interested if he makes it to season two. But I'm with you on this. Uh, episode 10 might have been one of the best episodes of television that we've ever received. It was just absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic. They were building up to it from really... Once he gets arrested back in episode seven, uh, up, up until that point to where, to where we get to that, we get an incredible speech from from Kino, uh, played yeah. by uh, what's his name, uh, Andy Circus, uh, oh, played by Andy Circus. Just an absolute incredible performance by him. One of the all time great speeches. And then is you know <laughs> Luthen uh, by Alex, played by Alexander Skarsgård says, "Hold my beer," and then gives us one of yeah. the other. Stella, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. Uh, Alexander's his son. Yeah, Stella and Skarsgård gives us one of the most, probably the most fantastic speech ever given yeah. in Star Wars. It was just absolutely fantastic. I, I, I hate the fact that we didn't get a chance to, to podcast about it. But yeah. uh, but well, this episode is good, but I think it's kind of one of those things you have to wait and reserve judgment on just how good it is mm-hmm. based on how, what the, how they pay it off. Because that's kind of the way this entire series has been. Because they're obviously table setting for the finale, which appears to be like a funeral parade fight i mean i'm guessing that's what it's gonna be i I would think i would think the same thing okay so can i ask you a question about luthan now or uh, save it for later is he force sensitive because boys he's putting the vibes out there yeah that's kind of the thing that's kind of going around that either either he's force sensitive or he is a former jedi or something like that uh when he's having that meeting with saw guerrera he is Mm -hmm. got like what looks like to be he's like kind of like got Hold, getting ready to hold a weapon that looks kind of like a lightsaber. Uh, so there's a lot of that talk. I mean, well, then, and then also the way he's playing like Saw Gerrera's people, almost like the Jedi mantra. Yeah, he's kind of doing that. He's kind of got that part going on. I don't know. That's a really good question. Uh, and him escaping the clutches of being caught. Yeah, the, uh, that, with, yeah, we'll talk. Well, I'm gonna wait on that because that that's that was that was incredible. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's that he is force sensitive. I mean, you could kind of, I could kind of see that being the case with him being a former Jedi. Because, I mean, let's uh, let's talk about. Let's just go ahead and talk about Luthen then. Uh, one of the things I like about Luthen in this in this episode is the the fact that they are showing that he is. Yes, he is ruthless. He will discard anybody that he needs to discard. He will get. He will use and uh, get rid of people as he needs. And once their usefulness is done to him, is he has no more use for them. He will get rid of them. He will. Uh, he will discard them. I like that. But what they're also showing is that is definitely taking a toll on him because look, he, he is a human being, and you know if he is a Jedi, they that's something that's very much antithetical to the things that they believe and the things that they tr- are trying to, to to accomplish they have a lot of sympathy yeah. and this meeting with Saul Guerrero I didn't understand it at first I didn't understand why he was having this meeting with him why he was telling him why he was telling Saul Guerrero you know 
uh, Krieger, he's 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 out there. They're going to they're going to kill him. They're going to kill all of his men. You know, if you want to save him, you can. I'm not going to, but if you want to, you can. It's because he's he it's taking a toll on him. Just the fact that he is this piece for this this desire to have the rebel to have a the rebellion be successful and for the fall of the empire. Yes, it there is a huge cost that has to be paid, but it takes a toll on you eventually. And he's got a lot of blood on his hands, and I think he's it's starting to weigh on him the amount of blood that he has. And you know, if he tells Saw Guerrero that what's about to happen, and that Krieger's out there, and that if maybe Saw Guerrero will inform Krieger, and that will save him. And you know, but if he doesn't, at least he's told somebody else, and that way it's not completely just on him. So, like I said, this is one of the things I like about what they're well, doing with him. Also, don't you think that he has to tell Saul because, like he mentioned, Saul knows who he is. And if he knows that this is so close to breaking apart. Yeah. So this is something that, like, he if he doesn't handle this Saul situation correctly, it could really go badly. And I, I, I like what you've brought up. I haven't heard anyone bring this up about how much it's weighing on him. You know, you're right, though, because you can see several of the scenes with Clea which is just shows how bad mm-hmm. hey she is. She's like, you need to suck it up, Buttercup. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you wanted to leave this thing, right? And like, but I, I really think he knows this could crumble at any second. And I, this is why this show is so good, yeah. And why it's so good that we have uh, Tony Gilroy and his brother Dan, who is married to Renee Russo. I forgot about that. Oh, how have right, we right. not yeah, seen her that. yet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on, <laughs> I want the Renee Russo, but that could. She would be great for season two. Make that happen, Star Wars. But anyway, um, you know, it's just it could crumble at any second. Even though we know it doesn't, right. we still are nervous because we don't want to see Luthen get killed right now. No, we don't. No, we don't. Yeah, we, so, we absolutely don't. Yeah, but I, I like. I really like what you brought up. You can just see it weighing him down. Yeah, it, it's very much weighing him down, and he, like I said, it, it should. If obviously you know the Empire is much more callous, and they just they they are all about power, and that's kind of what they. You have to be if you're going to be the one that's taking down the Empire. The reason you're doing it is because you don't want to be like them. Ultimately, that's what you don't want. And you know this kind of goes back to this whole thing that he was talking about in that speech that he gave to Lonnie, where he's talking about you know I'm using the tools of my enemy to defeat my enemy, and you know that's just eventually just has to start to just eat away at your soul and you know kind of take away who you are. So like I said, I think that's one of the reasons why they put that that scene in there. Uh, I think it also goes to show that just how crazy Saw Gerrera can be at times. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, Saw Gerrera is not quite what we saw in in uh, Rogue One. He's not quite there yet. But you can see the guy, he's going well, to be he's back. going there. Yeah, he's yeah. going there. But You he, know, since it's a, it's a Thanksgiving season, I'm thankful for scenes of Stellan Skarsgård and Academy Award winner Forrest Whitaker right. together on screen. <laughs> because they are fantastic together. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, they, they are fantastic together. And that was, like I said, I did I love that scene. I loved everything about it. Uh, yeah. Then we get one of the best space fights we will ever see in a Star Wars. I, I was, I, we haven't gotten any up until this point. I kind of thought we weren't going to get any, which I was fine with because the show has been just fantastic up until this point. 
but we get this space fight because he's trying to leave the planet that he was talking to Sagarera on. And when he's trying to leave, he is approached by this. It's not a star. It's not a star destroyer. I actually read the, the ship that it was, but I forgot to write it down. Uh, but they are bringing him in for they want to bring him in for questioning because of the fact that he is at a planet that has been known for uh, rebellion activities. And he's you know he's trying to play dumb. I'm just a merchant. I'm just trying to buy all this stuff. Uh, and all the meanwhile, he, but what's great about this is. And this is another reason why people are kind of putting out there that he might be force sensitive because he's not panicking at all when this is happening. No. I mean, he's no. very calm. He's just trying to make sure everything he needs to get everything done. He, he tells his his ship to produce this code that he has to have because they're looking for this code. So th- this code gets done up real quick. Uh, you know, he's buying all his time. He's buying as much time as he can because he's trying to get his uh, his hyperdrive. Uh, engine started or I, th- I think that's if I remember correctly that's what he was trying to get done uh, yeah. and but he's got by time to that point and so they start to bring it they start to tractor bring him in and that's when he re- does something I've never seen I don't know it's like he was like like just like sending like I don't know trash or something <laughs> I don't know I mean uh, yeah. weird particle things that were destroying the tractor beam and that's kind of when that they finally send up the red flag to uh, have them go out to have the TIE fighters go out and get them I mean, they didn't think that this ship was going to be able to do this uh, apparently the, the ship that he has is just kind of a cargo ship type thing and but he's got this thing fully outfitted with blasters and these like weird like lightsaber things that he the slices yeah. up it was just an incredible fight like i haven't seen this from luke we haven't seen anything like this from luthan up until this point we haven't seen him really be much of a fighter outside of episode three but this was like it was like a whole nother level i mean this was like luke skywalker stuff that we saw in well i was gonna say this is what han solo couldn't do with the millennium falcon yeah he couldn't couldn't get away no so just an incredible uh space battle scene it was my it was easily my favorite scene of the week which i'm kind of giving away something but uh uh, like I said, just absolutely love that. And it gives a little bit more depth to Luthen. And it, like I said, it, it, that is also giving a little bit more credence to and it's kind of starting these rumors about, you know, well, is he actually force sensitive? So I guess let's talk about that a little. Do you think that's something Tony Gilroy is going to put into a, a Star Wars, into this show? Your your first thought is no, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm leaning towards yes. And I want to mention one more thing. When he was meeting, who was the guy that was the, the spy? Which one? There's a little bit of Lonnie. Well, the guy Are you talking about he, Lonnie? In front Lonnie, of the ISB? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, Lonnie. Lonnie. When he's meeting with him, when he, when Luthen finally comes out, one, it helps that how tall Stellan Skarsgård right. is because he's very intimidating. And he's wearing like a Darth Vader style cape. Yeah, he was. And, mm-hmm. and it starts like moving. And like, I was like, whoa. Yeah. You know, he's like, that was really kind of cool and scary. And just, I don't know, that's putting out all kinds of vibes that. Luther, there's more to Luther than we know about. I, I, like I said, I, you would think with the way this show is, you wouldn't, but I, I, I'm really feeling like he's got something. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I think you may be correct about that. We'll see. Uh, if they're going to go down that road, I think they would go down in the next episode, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Marva. Obviously, a huge loss for the oh, show. Uh, is she dead, though? I think so. I can't see Tony Gilroy doing a fake death. I just can't yeah. see him doing that. Maybe if I'm wrong. Was- if it was the 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 Bubba Fett writers, I would say yes. Yeah, that never, I could see. We never saw them. Yeah, but yeah. I I think she's dead. I, I know there's a lot of people are thinking saying, well, you don't actually see her body. You only see her body supposedly in like the 
the casket or whatever that they're carrying her in. Uh, but Fiona Shaw, this is her exit of oh, the show. Just, Love Fiona Shaw. She was been she has been fantastic. She and she is basically going to be the fulcrum for the final episode because this is what's going to bring everybody back to Ferrix. Uh, but I like. Uh, I like the fact they don't kill her off. They kill her off screen. I know some people have been kind of complained about that. If she went like, if she were to die like in battle, I would think that would be something else. That would be something to watch. But you know, just to see her kind of like just slowly pass away, I don't think that would have a whole. I think it makes it more dramatic. To I like it. Yeah, I do too. What I was going to ask you. Well, I was going to say because like we just saw Brick. I mean, uh, Bix get absolutely destroyed and we saw her later on yeah this there's nothing left these people have gone through enough i don't think we want to watch you know marva being hung right and had to see poor fiona shaw you know bones and all right she can't be over 100 pounds hanging from a you know like right the rafters or whatever no one wants to watch that i i'm fine with the way she died if if she's actually dead right exactly i think she is though i, I, I really do but i'm i'm fine with it man because no one wants to watch fiona shaw having some horrible death i don't no i don't either i don't even want to see her like just kind of slowly waste away either i mean we kind of uh, got a little uh, bit of that as well so uh, I, i'm kind of i'm kind of glad for that uh but the one thing it does do is because this is how the 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 show opened up this week was with B two emo just being absolutely oh. distraught, and like I said, I didn't see this coming. This fact that this that you know we feel such sympathy for for this little droid. I mean, he's a great droid. Don't get me wrong. He he immediately came towards the towards the top of my favorite droid list, but. Yeah just the uh, i mean he's like a sad little puppy dog when he's he's more than that because he has um like emotion and speak he's like a child yeah you're right yeah he's not like a pet he's like an actual child i mean he actually says you know i i don't want to be alone i want to be with martha oh oh yeah and shout out to uh joplin uh siptane as brazo oh yeah Mm -hmm. brazo however i think it's brazo brazo Mm -hmm. man he was so good in this episode. Just how upset he was, mm-hmm. and, and yet he had to be strong for B2. And then right. he was like, now I'm a little concerned about him because he's staying there the night. Right. And like, and know, the, the, the eyes, yeah, there's a lot of eyes, a lot on. Of eyes on there, on that spot. So I'm a little concerned about that. But uh, he was, he was, you know, he's been a good character. He hasn't been a, a big part. Right. But for, for a show to be good, you have to have char- little characters like this all through it, and he's another one mm-hmm. that's it's been good. And every time he's been on, because you know early on he was helpful, he was Andor's really only friend. Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like he always had his back, and then here he is, you know, has to take care of Marva and B two, and uh, I just like the sympathy and, and and just how sympathetic he was. And this is a droid, but like I said, this isn't like a pet. This is this is like a kid. Yeah. And, and an old kid, because this poor droid is not going to have much time left because he can't keep a charge. Right. He he knows if you know this his time's limited. Yeah, I like said just just fantastic stuff all the way around. Uh, really really loved everything that they did with. I mean, using Marvel's death as this emotional fulcrum that we're getting is just fantastic, and it's going to be the fulcrum for the rest of the the show in the finale because this is what's bringing everybody back. So you got uh, they talk about how this is obviously an important person. The ISB is talking. Dedra is talking to the people on Ferrix, and they're like, well, they're going to ask for uh, they're going to ask for a parade permit or whatever, and they're well. 
will obviously deny it. Dedra's like, no, I want you to give it to them because we want to do everything we can to get and uh, Cassian Andor back on planet, and that's what kind of is driving everything. So you have uh, at the end, and we'll talk about Cassian in a second, but at the end, Cassian finally learns that Marva has died, and this is obviously he's going to make his way back. But you've got them coming back. You also have the guy that we saw in the first three episodes of the show, who was uh, kind of like the right hand man for Cyril Carr, and Cyril's uh, that was hilarious. Yeah, uh, he he ends up informing Cyril Carr because we, we didn't see any of Cyril last week, but we get him back this week, and he's not in here for much. We just get him yeah. finding out that that Cassie Andor's mother has died, and and he knows just like the guy who is calling him uh, tells him. You know, this is probably going to be Cassie Andor is probably going to come back to Ferrix, probably so that he can be at his mother's funeral or at least try to see it from afar or something. So Cyril is on his way, and you know, I've really given up any idea of him being having a turn. Uh, I, I, I just I don't think that's in in the cards at this point. I honestly think he's going to be the one that screws things up for the Empire at this point. I don't know. What are you thinking? That makes sense because I'm with you. He's not showing the turn. But we have another season. Yeah, we have another I, season. Mm-hmm. I could see him screwing up and make it, and like somehow Andor gets away. Yeah, and that he becomes even more of a a, a pariah in in their eyes. So that that that's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, I just want to mention again, Bix. Yeah, just that one scene with her. Yeah, I haven't she, gotten to her yet, but I was going to yeah. got to. Go, oh, ahead. go ahead. No, go oh, ahead, man. Uh, you know, uh, what's her name? Uh. Adria Arjona. Yeah. Like, man, a very attractive young woman, but boy, she looks beat down. Just looks, I mean, just the, the marks on her face. Right. Oh, oh, I, I hated that scene. Well, that's one of the great things about that scene. That's one of the things that they've done so well is because when they first introduced Bix, she is a very attractive. She's very, yeah. she looks really, really good. I mean, uh, yeah. but when they, Confident. yeah, when they bring her, when, you know, after the ISB has gotten done with her, after they've done all this to her, she looks she looks like she has been you know just tossed around and abused and just put put through it, and she's completely broken at this point. I don't know, I don't know what they're going to do with her character in the finale of this. I don't know if she's going to survive. I don't know if she's going to uh, end up like kind of finding like when things start to get rough, she kind of finds the strength in herself to pull herself back together i don't know but it's it's what they've the the contrast they did with the with the character is just so good because like i said starting her off when they first show her she's this you know confident really attractive uh just kind of the desire of every male who sees her and by the time we get to the end where she's been put through the ringer by the isb she's just completely torn and tattered and it just goes to show just it does a really good job of showing what the empire can do to you They've beaten everything out of her. Yeah, everything. they have. Mm-hmm. And do you think she gave up Anton Krieger as uh, as a Luthan? Uh, well, maybe I don't know. That's a good question because they, they didn't show it. I'm yeah, assuming, yeah. They show she that looked up. Yeah, they show that. They show that. Uh, that hol- that hologram of who Anton Krieger actually is, and they ask, "Is this the person that you saw? Is this the middleman?" And she looks up, but she doesn't say anything. So I'll be interested to see. You're right. That's a good question. I don't know if that's how she's going to play that out. Uh, because I mean, at this point, she is so beaten, and she is so uh, she is so you know done at this point. If she wanted to lie at this point, they would probably believe her because they basically she's basically give them everything else so uh right, i right. could probably see her actually saying yeah that's him and 
them still believing and going about and thinking that they've actually got him. So, uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't, we'll, to, we'll obviously find out next week, but I could see it going either way. I really could. So, yeah. I, I, I think she's going to give him up. I think she's going to give up, say, Krieger is the middleman. Yeah. I, I think, well, so you think that she's going to say that, that, uh, the, that Luthen is Krieger. Okay, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. I see what you're saying. I'll make sure I understood that correctly. Uh, but that also takes us to Andor, which actually don't get a lot of Andor in this episode. Uh, we get him and Melshi at the beginning. Uh, they're on this. Oh. They're on the edge of this this uh, cliff, trying to hide from from stormtroopers, which is really really good. Uh, like I said. I thought that was, you know, just kind of shows how desperate they are. Even though they may have, even though they may have uh, escaped, they still are in escape mode because they haven't they haven't gotten off the planet yet. And they they make a really good point here uh, where they say, you know, are they the only two? Because we really truly don't know yeah. how many people actually survived that we swim. We do not know. Yeah. Uh, and and you know we don't even know if Kino, who you know just kind of tragically when we get he gets to the to the edge of of the prison at the end, at the end of episode ten says I can't swim uh and it's just like oh a, a little a little throwback to butch cassie and sunnet's kid right there oh, yeah, you're right. yeah you're right yeah you're right i forgot about that so uh just you know just really good stuff from them but like i said we don't get a lot of them they get trapped by these native narkin uh, narkinans i guess is how you pronounce Nark- people native to narkina uh and you know you think okay, okay well they're cooked obviously they're not going to because they, they uh, we know that they both escape but uh they're those narkinans are sitting there going through and like you know we could turn these guys over we could uh we could get a lot of money but they're like the empire when they came and built these prisons they screwed up the fishing and this is just kind of just goes to show just how awful the empire is and just how yeah. how awful their reach is throughout the entire galaxy their desire to imprison these people and to just put them through the tor- torture them the way they do and make them basically slave laborers uh their desire to do that you know turns these narkinans against the empire and so they say you know what if you're against the empire we'll let you go and so they let them go and they take him to space miami which i don't really know other way to describe it yeah. uh go ahead you're looking at say something i was gonna say even those pirates are like we want no part of andor y'all we'll, we'll take you wherever you want to go <laughs> well, that's right we'll take you wherever you want and they're basically like you know what if you want to if you're against the empire we'll take you wherever you want to go and we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll we'll drop it, you there and it was it just me? Those those nets look really gross. They they, 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 all, they had some type of slimy stuff on them. I don't know what yeah, it was, but yeah, yeah, you're right. They had some yeah. type of slimy stuff on them. So, uh, but they go back to uh, Space Miami or whatever that name that moon was. I can't remember what the name of it is. But uh, and surprisingly, his credits are still there, and his blaster is still there. That was really surprising. And the, and the girlfriend is gone. The girlfriend is gone, and some alien is there. Yeah. Uh, so. Pretty much everyone's gone. That beach town is gone. Well, that's kind of what, one of the great things I like about this. It just kind of goes to show, you know, as the Empire continues to ramp things up, things start to go away. Things start to disappear. So you had, you know, when we first saw Andor on this beach town or whatever it is, you know, there's lots of people out there. They're out sunbathing. You know, it looks like they're relaxing, having fun. But as things have, as the Empire has started to increase their chokehold and they've started to to, uh, put the, make a tighter grip on them, things are going away. Now there's nobody at this plant. Now there's nobody on the beach. 
it just goes to show just how much it continues corruption and how much they are continuing to try to clamp down on people. Uh, but this is when Andor finds out about uh, Marva. This is when he finds out about them. And, you know, you can obviously see he's heartbroken. You can tell what he's, what's about to happen. But like I said, we don't really get a whole lot of casting Andor in this episode. Uh, but it just kind of goes to show just the completeness and the totality of the show. They have to they have to wrap up a lot of things to get everybody back. And we still got one more thing we got to talk about. But uh, what were your thoughts on Andor? Uh, actual yeah, the character but week. i was gonna say this is just if you especially these last two episodes this is why you get diego luna mm-hmm. this is why tony gilroy knew that he could you know uh be the lead of a, of a television show that goes two seasons with 26 episodes right he's not in a lot but he is so good and he was incredible last week especially when he was you know uh kylo uh or excuse me kino loy was he, he didn't have any mustard on his right. speech. And he was like, is that all uh, you got? got right. mm. Yeah. And just how, how he was leading the charge. And man, I'm just very impressed with Diego Luna. Yeah, I am too. I thought he's been, he's been fantastic throughout the course of this entire series. So. Uh, but the only other thing we really need to talk about is the Mon Mothma uh, saga. Oh yeah. Uh, she and Vel meet one more time. Uh, and basically Vel is, you know, trying to encourage her to keep, to keep her, uh, find out, you know, in, keep her spirits up for the most part. And she's also trying to find out what the status is because Mon Mothma is in a really, really bad place at this point. She's had to turn over her life to this. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but, uh, the, the, uh, yeah, yeah, the banker that's not actually a banker. Let me look. Uh, uh, the guy who owns strip clubs that uh, her parent has obviously been to. So. Yes, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, they're they're talking, and you can see the the pain that she is going through that having to do all this. But what's also interesting is her daughter is like having this meeting with these other young girls, and they're like chanting this stuff about the old yeah. ways and you know and Vel's like are are you a parent are you the ones who are telling her to go through this because Vel's kind of shocked she's like i don't think we really want her like adhering to this stuff and mon moth was like no she's doing this completely on her own this is she has sought this out and this is what she this is what she wants and that's you know you, that if she were to deny it then that would look suspicious so uh like I said, her daughter is kind of like giving off some creepy vibes here. Uh, I really didn't know and what it, to think. About. Davo, 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 Golden. yeah, Davo, yeah. Davo's Golden. Uh, but yeah, like I said, so th- she's I've never liked her daughter. I just want to be on record with that. Yeah, she, her daughter's she, she sucked this whole show. <laughs> <laughs> she really has, and I don't really know what they're setting up for her because uh, it seems like they're they're setting up that she's going to like betray her mother. It's kind of what yeah. it feels like, but I mean. That's going to be that's such a difficult thing to kind of it is to walk because you know there's nothing you know a, a bond the bond between a child and a parent is so incredibly strong it's just so weird that they've let this relationship deteriorate to this point so I, I don't really know where they're going with it but I can't wait to find out and I don't like also how Perrin was the worst character yes he was the first like six episodes he was terrible and then the last you know half they've been like. Ah, he's not that bad. He hasn't. He was never that bad. Right, he was a good husband. <laughs> you know, he was the man back in the day. He was the actual catch. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like ah, this. He doesn't like this stuff either. I'm like, who? Oh, I need more about parents. <laughs> True. 
I wanted him dead early on. Now I'm like, he's okay. Yeah, well, they haven't really done much with him since like the last four, five, three or four episodes. I know, so. but, but like when they bring him up, it's oh, yeah. like, mm-hmm. oh, it's not that bad. Yeah, I mean, I guess, that, you know, I think there's still some love between the two of them. Uh, I mean, yeah. you marry yeah. them. I think that it's that's just kind of hard to go away. Uh, so I don't know. Like I said, I'll be interested to see how they do all that. But uh, but they've got a lot to wrap up here. At the beginning. Mm-hmm. They're, they're pulling everybody to Ferric except for Mon Mothma. Uh, they're obviously they can keep her on Coruscant if they want to, but I'll be interested if they do. I'll be interested to see if Luthan ends up on uh, Ferrix as well, or if he's going to. I kind of think he's going to probably get back to Coruscant and stay there. Uh, I think he'll be dealing with with Mon Mothma, but I could see everybody else is going to be headed to Ferrix. You know, this show has been going right about forty five to fifty minutes. Do you think it's going to stay that for the finale? Or is it going to, have to go longer? I don't. Uh, I, 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 how how long was the this? the the episode 10 it was it was a little less than an hour i think if i'm okay I, I think it's gonna be about the same and then also like you mentioned i guess we're gonna get like uh like tombstone we're about to get a shootout at a funeral which I mean, that's what it feels for. like yeah yeah i mean i don't know other any other i don't know where they're going oh i just looked it up so episode 12 will be roughly 49 minutes long okay so well well well, uh, Andor or Luthen say, I'm your Huckleberry uh, next episode at the <laughs> okay, funeral shootout. So. I, I, that would be interesting to see if they do. I don't think they will, but we'll yeah. see. <laughs> so, uh, I would not be surprised if there's a, like a stare down. If you remember, do you, you've watched Tombstone? I'm yeah, assuming. it's just been a while. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. Well, if you remember when the shooting happens, it's because Val Kilmer, Doc Hollywood, like winks at one yeah, of them. Yeah, he winks at one of them. <laughs> and then the, the shooting, I wouldn't be shocked if we see something like that. Sure. It wouldn't surprise me at all. So, uh, uh, is there anything else we need to talk about with the show, or are we done for there? Have we covered everything? I think we can go to awards. Yeah, I think so, too. So, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, we have three weekly awards. Next week, we'll be doing our season awards. So, uh, but We have three weekly awards. Up first is the Tyrion Lannister, the star of the week. Who is your Tyrion Lannister? I'm going Coe's here because... Uh, I missed the first couple episodes because I was out of town. So I haven't, I don't think I've had Diego Luna. Oh, really? okay. my, so I'm going to pick Diego Luna and then also Stellan Skarsgård. Uh, he's had two of just incredible scenes, really three or four incredible scenes yeah. in the last couple episodes. So I'm putting code on those because this show doesn't work without Diego Luna. And then you need someone with the firepower of Stellan Skarsgård to go there with him. So I'm picking those two. I'm going with Dave Chapman as the voice of B2 Emo. I just oh, thought that that's he was, a good call. Man. Uh, I thought he was really, really good in this one. The, that's, be, that's probably the right call to be able to get us to feel as much sympathy for a droid as he did. was just yes. fantastic. So uh, up next is the Agatha all along the best scene of the week. So what did you go with? So I'm going, because I mentioned this earlier, I'm going with the Saw Gerrera uh, Luthen scene. Okay. Uh, I know what you're going with, so, but man, anytime you can get to like old-time character actors and award-winning and, right. and almost almost like a Shakespearean scene of them going back, and I just love how you know Luthen is so good. Like He had like, uh, your bodyguard has is, is been giving me all this information. Right. Luthen, so Saw Gerrera <laughs> almost kills that guy. Exactly, exactly. We still don't know uh, if he was getting the information, if he was telling the truth. We right. still don't know. We don't. But uh, I, I just love that scene. I thought it was incredible. Uh, and I kind of already revealed mine. It's the, it's the space battle. It's the one that we've, the only one we got, and I thought it was just one of the best ones we ever had in a Star Wars show. Uh, it was just fantastic. I was really impressed by that one. So, uh, Next is the If You Come With The King, You Best Not Miss. What's your best line for this week? Uh, 
I have a feeling we're going to have the same one. I don't want to be alone. I want Marva. Yeah, that's mine too. I don't want to be alone. I yeah. want Marva. Mm-hmm. The the other one that I thought about was what if we're the only two? Yeah, I know. Just that was a good way, one too. The mm-hmm. way the Melshi said that, man, it was like, whoa. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong with that, but yeah, I went with the same one. I went with, I don't want to be alone. I want Marva. That was just an absolutely fantastic, heartbreaking line from, yeah. uh, from B2 Emo. So. All right, uh, that oh, we hadn't done the rating yet, rating. so we need to rate this. Uh, up at the top of our rating system is Game of Thrones. Beneath Game of Thrones is a loss. Middle of the road for us is Friends. Beneath Friends is a full house. At the bottom of the barrel is a Baywatch. We have both been at Game of Thrones for a while now. I'm assuming you're yeah. going to keep it there. Yeah, I'm keeping it there. I, I it would take a uh, Atlanta Falcons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> New England Patriots uh, Super Bowl meltdown for me to not be Game of Thrones next week for overall the show. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. This show has just been absolutely incredible, and I've loved it really from the get-go, so I'm going to keep it right there. I'm interested to see how they wrap up here in uh, Season 1 and see what they take us, what they leave for us in Season 2, but I can't wait to find out. So, Alright, uh, one other thing we want to talk about before we go is we want to talk about some news that was released that is related to Star Wars, since we're talking about Star Wars property. Uh, we found out a, they have got a new director for a new project in Star Wars, and I'm trying to find out when, which one did we talk about, because I can't remember. <laughs> Sean Levy. Thank you, Sean Levy. Uh, Sean Levy has been tab to direct a star wars movie we don't know what that movie is we don't know plot details we don't know anything about it but uh just first off what were your thoughts when you heard that sean levy was going to be directing a star wars movie absolutely excited because we watched uh we both really enjoyed free guy and the adam project Mm -hmm. and he and then also the the uh, Night of the Museum movies. He's a very good director. Yeah. And he did some he, he did some of the Stranger Things stuff. This he season. directs a lot of Stranger mm-hmm. Things. So uh, I'm I'm really excited. I think he is a very good director. He's directing Deadpool three. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I like his vision as well. And he's also very good about adding some humor. Right. And as you and I talked about, he is partners with Ryan Reynolds. Right. Could this be him bringing Mr. Reynolds into the Star Wars universe? Because I'm, I know there are people who will be against it. I'm for, I'm all for it. I can, I'm, I'm for it. But I will say, I'm, I would be a little, I would be a little nervous about it because Ryan Reynolds just, he doesn't feel like Star Wars unless, yeah. I mean, you really have to get him in the right type of a role. Uh, I mean, he could do a Han Solo type role. Uh, he could do yeah, something yeah. like that, but. If you try to put him in as like a Jedi or something, that's just not going to work. Right, no, that's not going to work. Uh, so, like I said, you, if you if you, they do bring him in, if they do decide to bring Ryan Reynolds into this, I'm for it. But they better make sure they get the yeah. right role for it because, like I said, yeah. that's that because initially I don't think his personality and the way that he and his acting style meshes with uh, the Star Wars universe. But like I said, there are types of roles that they have yeah. where it could work. I mean, I could see him. I wouldn't be surprised be him being a droid or something. Uh, I can see him being. I, well, I can't. If you get Ryan Reynolds and you get a guy with that face, you, you want him on, actually on screen. Yeah. I can't. Uh, they're, if yeah. they were to put him in there, he would actually get cast. Well, 
go ahead. Go well, ahead. I was just going to say, I, I'll be. I, I don't think they will. I don't think that's. Uh, they they those two are tied a lot, uh, but I can't see them going down that road. Partly because I know that he's going to be working on. But obviously, you know, I don't know when they're going to do this because they have Deadpool three right. that they've got to create. So. I don't know yeah. if this is going to be, you know, 2025, 2026. There's no, we have yeah. no details about this, but I'm excited about it. Like I said, I will say this. I'm, I'm excited about it. I think it could be good. I think it be, could be something where they do something that does allow them to interject a little bit more humor into it. But, uh, but right now we don't have any details. So like I said, I don't know what right. road they're going with it, but I am excited about it. So, well, the other person that he's been working with a lot of late is Mr. Joe Keery. And yeah. he could do, he could be very well used as well yeah now now i could see him in the star wars universe a lot quicker yeah. than i could ryan reynolds i really could yeah so. i agree yeah you could see him doing several things yeah i could i really could see him in it so uh i don't know like i said i know there's doing a the 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 talk of the next trilogy uh whenever they decide to actually do another trilogy is like going to be like on the old republic uh i don't know how familiar you are with the old republic stuff yeah. uh but it's or not maybe it may not be the old republic um Shoot, I can't remember what it is, but or, or the High Republic or something like that. But it's it's basically from years and years, like thousands upon thousands of years before anything that took place in the Star Wars universe currently, and going back to that uh, time period. There's actually a really good game called uh, Knights of the Old Republic uh, that is really good. That tells a great story as well. So, uh, but I think I think it's supposed to even predate that, if I'm not mistaken. The High Republic stuff is, uh, or maybe like that. Actually, no, I think the High Republic era is like when like Yoda was like around a hundred years old or something like that. So uh, I would love to see a young Yoda. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, That's so, all, that would always be cool. So uh, like I said, I'll be interested in what they do with that. I don't really know what road they want to go down with it, but I'm, I'm all, I'm game for it for whatever it yeah, may he, be. He's, he's a talented director and he has is. a good way with, uh, with, with, with like good IP like this. So yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I would trust whatever he's going to try. Yeah, I would too. So, all right, I guess that kind of wraps us up this week. Unless there's anything else you got? No, just want to tell everybody we appreciate them joining us, and we will talk to you next time. I would echo those same sentiments, and as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.